Welcome to Graceaholics. I'm Veronica. And I'm Courtney. And today we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 23. Blues for Sister Someone. And is that a song? Yes, we just listened to the song. Yes. By Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I wonder if he did drugs while writing the song. Yeah, it... It's a, there's a lot going on in this. Yeah, song. yeah. We had to like look up the lyrics because we were. I guess I've never really paid attention to. I don't really pay attention to the words much when I listen to songs. Sometimes. Yeah. So we were actually listening to the song and we're like, wait, what? Something about shooting heroin? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It was a very bizarre song. I'm not really into Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. I don't listen to him. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah, I mean it is like catchy, but I like the the sound of it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. Um, what are you drinking over there? We're going low carb. Okay. No alcohol. I have a mango bubbly. It is delightful. It is refreshing. It reminds me of summer. It is a 70 degree weather day today. It is gorgeous. I just love it. Good. What are you drinking? I love bubbly. Um, I am also not drinking because I drank too much too much last night. I'm just having Pepsi. Good old Pepsi. Because I, I need Pepsi. caffeine. <laughs> You and discussion. your smear campaign against Pepsi. Okay, so I made my husband research the song, and he's okay. like, it's about an addict and how she can get clean. He's talking about he pities her but can't do anything about it. <gasps> so maybe it's in relation oh. to Meredith. Good job, husband. Damn, he's good. We need to keep him on standby all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So what's the uh, Netflix description? I want to read it. It says, Meredith questions her vow of celibacy after meeting a veterinarian. Burke treats his musical hero. And Bailey wonders about Izzy and Denny's relationship. Oh, child, we all wonder about that relationship. Yeah. Yep. I I think this is not a bad Netflix description. It's very straightforward and... It's clear yeah. that that does happen throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, I'll give it an eight. Yeah, I was going to say an eight. Yeah. Just a reminder that we do have an Instagram and a Twitter account. You can follow us on both at Pod. So would you like to give us the monologue? Sure will. Opening monologue. The key to being a successful intern is what we give up. Sleep, friends, a normal life. We sacrifice it all for that one amazing moment. That moment when you can legally call yourself a surgeon. There are days that make the sacrifices seem worthwhile. And then there are the days where everything feels like a sacrifice. And then there are the sacrifices that you can't even figure out why you're making. Relatable? Yeah. Relatable. It's not, not a terrible monologue. No, I just don't think it. I just don't feel like it goes with the episode. Watch, I put the wrong, wrong monologue. That'd be funny. <laughs> no, that sounds right. But it just doesn't feel like it goes with it, you know. 
Mm. We'll see. We'll, we'll dive see. into it. All right. We'll, we'll go. We'll go through over it. All right. Hit us with the recap. So we open the episode seeing George and Callie going at it in her little hospital basement home. And then we see Derek and Addison in bed together who clearly just got done having sex. Addison, thanks. We uh, have to pause you. Okay. That whole like George and Callie living in the basement of a hospital is giving me creep vibes. Like that's just. It's a little weird. Yes. Because, like, I – you know how there are certain smells ingrained in your brain? Like, I can smell the hospital smell, and I don't believe that it goes away when you're in the basement. I feel like that's yeah. worse. I feel like you smell death there. Isn't the morgue in the basement? It's probably, like, a musty smell in the basement. It's like if I, like, lived in the basement of the school. Could you imagine? <laughs> I would die. I would <laughs> – I would sleep outside in, I would go even as far as saying that I would sleep outside in a Chicago weather oh. and freeze to death than to sleep at the school. Okay. okay. So that was just my little comment. So I am so sorry for interrupting you so early, but <laughs> that was fine. just fucking weird. <laughs> it is. That? It is weird. Yes. Addison thanks Derek and he asks her why she is thanking him for the most boring sex of her life. She says they used to be good at this. The phone rings and Derek answers, telling the person that he will pick Doc up that morning. Addison takes the phone and playfully says that Derek is going to have to call him back in reference to the vet, that they are trying to have some decent sex. But the camera flashes to the vet's office and we see that it was Meredith on the other line, not the vet. This is such a weird encounter either way. Like, are you really going to answer the phone and say, I'm sorry, we're having sex? Like, I, I just no. I just don't understand that. Like, you may say that to, like, a friend. Like, I would tell you, like, girl, stop bothering me. Like, yes. hold up. Like, and, and that wouldn't be, like, an immediate. Right. That'd be like, girl, I'm sorry. You know, and, you know. Right. That's different. But, like, to randomly just pick up the phone and tell yeah. you about that. Alrighty. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it was weird. The vet, whose name is Finn, comes into the room with Meredith and Doc. He tells her that he thinks Doc just has a virus and that he can go home. Finn then asks Meredith if she and Derek are together, and she tells him that they are just friends and that Derek is married. Finn confirms that she is single and asks her out on a date that night, but she tells Finn that she's not dating. <sighs> or so we think Meredith playing with fire she annoys me these couple of episodes I don't know yes <laughs> yes at the hospital Bailey is expressing her frustration with the lack of cases so Burke offers her Denny's case for the day George approaches Burke and tells him that a man named Eugene Foote is there and he is having trouble with his pacemaker I, I had to check if that was a real violinist because, well, maybe it was like a surname. I don't know. Just someone else. Right. It was not. Every time that I looked him up, they're like, it's a fictional violinist that Derek, that Burke, I'm sorry, um, loved. And I'm like, okay, so there's no, there's no Eugene Foot. I did check. Okay. This perks Burke's interest immediately. And Christina asks who Eugene Foot is. George jumps in and says that he is a genius violinist and Burke's hero. I love that, like, 
George knows this, but Christina does I love that George is a better girlfriend than Christina. Yes. This has been like two episodes back to back where he is just a better. And isn't this also the scene where she takes him, where she brings him like coffee, like regular coffee, and he's actually waiting for the cappuccino from George because he (laughs) likes a cappuccino or something like that. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But I was like, oh, you don't even know your like potentially future I mean, she's not engaged yet, but, you know, your long-term uh-huh. boyfriend's coffee. Like, I know yeah. what my husband, how he likes his coffee. My husband doesn't like coffee, so. My husband likes it black. Oh, that's easy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I am the complicated one. Same. <laughs> Burke offers George the case, but George is on neuro with Derek. Christina jumps at the opportunity and tells him that she wants in. He sort of dismisses her and says, sure. Christina is very annoyed by his response and says, Burke, um, I laid on top of you naked last night. So why don't you wax nostalgic about that? That is funny. That's totally. I love it. Absolutely. It's like, um, yeah. Yeah. Loved it. I did too. But- Meredith is talking to Alex about Finn. Alex tells her that the guy isn't on drugs, in jail, or hiding body parts in the basement. So if Meredith wants to do him, she should just do him. What? That's such a reasonable piece of advice. It is. Absolutely. I don't know why she's even like going back and forth. I feel like it has to do with his occupation or maybe like his occupation is something that turns her off because she's thinking of like Derek's occupation and being so well accomplished and all that so it's almost like a Mm -hmm. downgrade for her but it's like like Alex was right absolutely Christina comes over and asks who they're talking about Meredith says that it's weird right he's Derek's vet Doc's vet her vet he's McVet (laughs) (laughs) Christina tells her that she can't date a vet because he's not even a real doctor total like christina move like typical 100 percent. it's like don't and that's why meredith is so like conflicted Mm -hmm. yeah because she knows that she's gonna be judged Mm -hmm. by christina herself um there's a scene that i was reflecting as i was watching it where um alex is kind of a dick to addison and addison kind of um punishes alex and um, assigns him to the gynae squad, as he calls it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was such a pivotal moment that if Alex yeah. hadn't been such an asshole Alex like how he is, that he probably would not have been in, you know, a pediatrician or in, you know, pediatric surgery yeah. and, and yeah. so good with kids. So really, he owes his career to his fictional career, guys, to Addison. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, Alex being Alex made Alex the Alex we love. It's like a circle. <laughs> it was a very confusing circle. Thank God I'm sober. <laughs> um, Bailey and Meredith are going to check on Denny. Meredith asks Bailey if Denny is a candidate for a portable LVAD. Izzy comes in then and says that she told Denny he's not ready for that yet. Bailey sends her off to Neuro where she is supposed to be, but you can tell here that Bailey is very confused about the interaction between Izzy and Denny. First of all, she's so casual and just drinking coffee, like just, she still looks nice. She does. She really does. It's the Denny effect. I'm going to call it the Denny effect. 
because she I like, like it. that was the only time she looked nice when Denny it's was around. True. true. It's the Denny effect. Like Would it work on all of us? I Not like today, Abby. <laughs> that should be the title of this episode, the Denny effect. I love it. I'm down. <laughs> I'm putting it up on the top of the, the yep. It's in there. <laughs> Burke and Christina are in Eugene's room. He tells them he wants them to take the pacemaker out. Burke tells him that the pacemaker has worked very well and that there is no reason to take it out. Eugene tells Burke that the pacemaker has changed his rhythm and now he can't play. Christina questions him asking if he would sacrifice his life for his music, to which Eugene responds, they are one in the same. Burke asks if he can try one more setting on the pacemaker before doing anything drastic. Okay, I spent like 45 minutes trying to find whether this was accurate or not i could not find an, a musician that had like a pacemaker which affected their rhythm i it's believable because it makes sense because you know you're kind of right. following along but i could not find anything i kept finding like pacemaker like changes the rhythm of your heart which is obviously accurate but not anything that really resemble this case unfortunately okay addison and alex are seeing their patient it's a husband and wife the wife's name is rose and they have a ton of kids and we see that the woman is currently pregnant rose asks oh my god rose asks her husband to take all the kids out of the room so she can talk with addison and we learn that Rose has six kids and is currently 38 weeks pregnant, and she is in for a C-section. And the actor, Jean Louisa Kelly, is actually pregnant in real life in this episode. So that is her actual baby belly. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. But also, I was very stressed in the scene. I was very stressed in this, like, case. I was yeah. stressed just seeing how many kids she had. <laughs> Yeah, stressed the whole time. Six kids is a lot. I was like, "Oh my god, how do you know you have them all?" Like, right? Oh my god. Rose tells Addison that this baby needs to be her last, and she asks Addison to tie her tubes during her C-section, and it needs to be done without her husband ever knowing. Addison tells her that she is an adult and that any medical decision would be up to her, not him. Rose is worried if the surgery is charged to her insurance, her husband would see it. Rose tells her that she has been saving money for this and she can pay Addison privately. Rose says that she thinks God understands what she is going through and that God will forgive her, but her husband doesn't see it like that. And the Pope says no to birth control. Alex tells her that she doesn't need their help. Her husband is not abusing her and she doesn't get to lie to him and blame the Pope. I'm conflicted about Alex's demeanor in here because I get what he's saying but at the same time, it's she feels stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I feel like Alex shouldn't comment on it because he's not a woman. So he's right. not ever going to be in that situation. Right. So I feel like it's he just needs to keep his mouth shut. He, he, he comes off as privileged, right? Male privilege. Absolutely. Yes. So I was curious to see, like, if there's anything like similar to this, not necessarily someone that perform surgery like how Addison does but just to see what is it out there for women that want to get their tubes tied or some other form of birth control and do they need their husband's approval or whatnot because it just kind of seemed like yes religion was a big factor in this particular case but I just wanted to know what 
people in the medical world thought. So there was an article I found on distractify.com and it was this a female who went to the doctor and she inquired about tubal ligation. So getting your tube ties, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And just for people that don't know, it's a surgical procedure where the fallopian tubes are cut, tied, or blocked in order to prevent pregnancy. I I swear when I was younger, someone said burn too, but that must Yeah, you can. You can have them cut and burned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I remember it was my mom's friend who she, she wanted to have that done. And um, I remember the conversation. My mom was like, why not just get them tied? And she's like, I, I want no, absolutely no chance of getting pregnant because <laughs> it does happen. It when does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, this woman took herself to the doctor to get her tubes tied and was told, this is the year 2020. Okay. Was told that she needed her husband's permission to <gasps> prevent pregnancy, which is insane because tubal ligation is a birth control um so basically uh the doctor said no that they needed um you know the husband's approval and i actually saw a thread on twitter where a lot of women were complaining about how like they couldn't get their tubes tied because they were too young and they needed like males uh or their husbands like or significant others approval and it was just insane but the fact that i actually found an article that said that that was crazy that she was denied a health procedure because of a man I was whenever I went um because I was so tired of being on birth control I hated the way that it made me feel and I asked to have like a hysterectomy something you know to make it permanent they told me no because what if I changed my mind and want to have kids and I told them that that's just not going to happen me and my husband have decided right and I was just like my husband doesn't want kids and they literally looked me in the eyes and said, well, what if you guys get a divorce and you marry somebody who does want children? Wow. So, yeah. So apparently yep. this this particular woman, she did get her tube tides eventually without, Good. Um, um, without her knowledge or permission because her husband told him to. So. Good. Yeah. Good. So apparently, I, so maybe this was the original thread because um, the article talks about how similar women share their stories on Twitter and so um, yeah so that's uh... there was a doctor a urologist who wrote in response and said just ask husband who is a urologist if their group has similar policy for vasectomies or if he has heard such of a policy he said no and he also said it makes it sound as if she is the property of her husband spot on and I will end with that yep it's it's ridiculous because then uh my husband only had to wait 30 days to get the procedure done wow yep love that yep. for us. It's 2020 guys like come on 2022 yep. sorry yep george and izzy are doing research for their patient gwen has seizures and derek is brain mapping so george and izzy are trying to cause a seizure and a seizure is defined as a burst of uncontrolled electrical activity between brain cells also called neurons or nerve cells that cause temporary abnormalities in muscle tone or movements such as uh, stiffness twitching or limpness behaviors, sensations, or states of awareness. Seizures are not all alike, and brain mapping is a procedure that can help identify what different regions of the brain do. Yeah, I I dove deep on the brain mapping because I think it's so cool what our brains can do, especially because I think a couple episodes ago we talked about um, surgery, doing surgery on a um, 
open brain oh. while the, the patient was awake. So I think that the brain. Crazy. Sometimes I think I would be a neurosurgeon because that sounds so fascinating. Maybe not the heart anymore. <laughs> so the idea is that they locate the exact location of certain functions, like whether it's movement, speech, vision, and more. And it does um, differ between uh, person to person. And they also, the presence of tumors, seizures, or other brain abnormal abnormalities may change what parts of the brain control certain functions. A map of each person's brain can be made by stimulating certain brain areas and the map tells a doctor just what parts of the brain are responsible for critical functions such as movement sensation or speech and this was all taken by from epilepsy.com nice izzy looks to him and says i'm just curious george haha -ha. curious george ha never mind all i'm asking is where you live why is she acting so weird it's Izzy. I feel like she it's she Izzy. has. I feel like she feels like she has certain autonomy over certain folks, like especially George. But then she gets yeah. mad when she doesn't get included by Christina or Meredith. It's almost like she wants to be the center of attention and demands a right in every single one of the person like just because they're all living together working together i don't know she she comes off very presumptuous yeah oh yeah i, I would say that's that. a word sure. I, I think that's a word that i'm looking for i don't know she just irks me a little bit in this scene yeah well he tells her that he's busy doctoring and refuses to answer the question and izzy does ask this question multiple times over the course of the episode but george never answers her as he should yeah good for him Eugene is, <laughs> Eugene is playing the violin for Burke. He tells Burke that his timing and rhythm are both off. Burke tells him that in the months since his last surgery, scar tissue has formed around the pacemaker and that removing it is not entirely as simple as it sounds. Eugene tells Burke that he wants him to be the one to operate, that he thinks it's his best shot at survival, but if he won't, he will find somebody who will. Burke presents the situation to Christina and she tells him that he cannot go he cannot let Eugene go somewhere else for the surgery. And I was watching this and reading your notes, and I'm like, this is for Shadow. It is. And I didn't realize it. I mean, you know, I've watched the show hundreds of times, but I never yeah. looked at it in an analytical way like how we're doing here. And I realized that, wow, he really said that if he didn't have surgery, he just wouldn't be anyone. He just life yeah. would be meaningless and as we soon will find out yeah 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 meredith is going over denny's ekg and echo tests everything has come back within normal limits and bailey tells him that there is no reason he can't be up and walking he tells her that izzy gave him medical advice and now bailey is giving him different advice but bailey's is the advice he wants to hear Meredith tells him that Bailey outranks Izzy, so he should take Bailey's advice. Bailey tells her that he's not worried about that. He's worried that Izzy will get her feelings hurt. I love how Meredith may not be, like, super close with Izzy, but she still has her back. Mm -hmm. Because by her saying that Bailey has more uh, ranks Izzy, it's not like she wanted to say that. I think that that was a way to... Say, like, well, you know, Izzy's medical advice is not 
you know, it's below. Right. You know, it's not relative right now. It's to kind of hide the fact that it's really because she was giving advice because of how she feels. Right. And it probably made Denny feel better too, because Izzy and Meredith are technically on the same level. They're both interns and Meredith is suggesting that he listens to Bailey. So so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Uh, He uh, tells her that, no, that's not the case and that they should go ahead and do the thing. Screw that dizzy blonde doctor girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's not helping. (laughs) Yeah. As Meredith and Bailey are leaving the room, Bailey asks Meredith what is going on between Izzy and Denny. Meredith tells her that Izzy wouldn't be stupid enough to fall for a patient. And Bailey responds that she didn't think Meredith and Christina would be stupid enough to fall for their attendings, but she was wrong about that, wasn't she? This is like Bailey, like this is Bailey, Bailey to a T. Like this is just amazing. She is so funny. I was like laughing. I I cannot. Dead. Addison is doing an ultrasound on Rose. She asks if she's sure her husband isn't as overwhelmed as she is. She tells them that the reason they haven't had a baby in four years is because they abstained for three. Yikes. (laughs) Addison breaches the subject of the pill, but Rose says she is sure her husband will find out. Alex asks why it matters if he found out. He wouldn't divorce her anyway because he doesn't believe in it. And, um, um, this, <laughs> this case is a very, very good look into how harmful religion can be. Yeah. Like, I know that a lot of people, you know, find religion and like they better their lives, but it's like, this is a good example of what can also happen. Like the toxicity yeah. of it all. And it's not like in religion you can, I mean, I did, I would pick and choose, but like, you're not supposed to pick and choose what you agree with. So then, right. When you can't pick and choose what you agree with and you're just ultimately left with no religion. And so you just kind of. Right. I don't know. That's that's harmful for sure. Christina, Meredith and Izzy are chatting and Izzy asks Meredith how Denny is doing and that if Bailey laid off the portable Elvad thing. Meredith says that she thought Alex was kidding when he told her that Izzy dumped him for a heart patient. And she asks Izzy if she really did that. Izzy says, of course not. Meredith reminds her that Denny is a patient and they cannot fall for their patients. And then Izzy, um, and then tells Izzy that Bailey is on the war path about her and Denny, which I mean, I would not want to be in Bailey way. (laughs) No, not at all. And I, you know, I don't know. Bailey knows. She knows she yeah. just doesn't want to like accept it. But I think yeah. is that does that make her irresponsible though? I don't know. Oh. Because it's point. like turning the other cheek, right? So uh-huh. if she knew True. she kind of figured she had a gut feeling, she she had assumptions that something was going on. Obviously the co- the interns are going to cover, so does that make her responsible? It's that is true. That is true. I don't know. Um, Addison and Alex are performing Rose's C-section. The baby is fine, and we see him being wheeled out of the room. Addison says that she sees bleeding near a fallopian tube and then asks for the tool to stop it. And this is all, like, hinting at the tying of the tubes. Alex challenges her and says that he doesn't see any bleeding. Alex eventually caves and does give her the tool. 
In the recovery room, Rose is meeting her baby for the first time. And Addison tells Rose that there was a complication with her surgery, that there was some unexpected bleeding that caused damage to both fallopian tubes, and she won't be able to have any more children. Rose tears up and thanks her. Alex is pissed when they leave the room. He confronts Addison, but Addison tells him that Rose is their patient and their obligation is to her and her only. Which is very true. It is. It is. Burke and Christina are performing surgery on Eugene. His violin music is playing. Oh, no. Something happened. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Back on track. (laughs) Sorry. I did, like, a weird thing in our notes, and... It, and so if you heard it was say- so cute because as i was like reading it all i hear is this oh shit <laughs> and i'm like wait what and then like my notes shoot the way to the top oh my god that was funny there you go live for you oh all. my god sorry <laughs> burke and christina are performing surgery on eugene his violin music is playing but we hear burke yell damn it and all of eugene's monitors start beeping Burke and Christina both jump into action. Despite their efforts, Burke is forced to call time of death for Eugene. I, can't I couldn't imagine. imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine like your idol, like your like person you look up to, listen to music every single day is like dead because of a right? procedure. I wouldn't say it's his fault, but he understood that like he knew that if he did go along with the surgery, that more than likely he wasn't going to survive due to the damage and the scar tissue but holy shit that that's trauma right there like yeah he needs therapy maybe that's why he's such an asshole (sighs) yeah good point it is weird though that he was very empathetic towards bailey i don't know yeah interesting rose's husband confronts alex he asks alex about the complications rose told him that it was actually a blessing Alex tells the husband that this complication might be a way to put his seven kids through college. This confuses Rose's husband and he asks Alex what he's saying. And Alex tells him that he's saying, get a lawyer. Okay, but can't, does he have grounds to sue if she was aware? Or is she going to deny it? Because then she's lying. And if she, it's a slippery slope. See, I, you know, I, I'm just wondering, like, if she were to, if they were to go to court, like a criminal court, like, let's just say, or something like that, I'm assuming they would go to the board first to figure out if there was any malpractice, but it, is it malpractice if she was aware? Because she would have to, like, confess or, or say her statement under oath, some kind of oath, I don't know. Right. I, but then it so would also lied. be, like, he said, she said, it would be Addison versus Alex, because, I mean they aren't they don't have like proof that there was actually like bleeding like they didn't take pictures or like anything no, but like they do that. have the notes and in her notes she probably wrote like bleeding but occurred. then also wouldn't alex get in trouble because he assisted addison and people in that operating room could say that they witnessed alex hand addison the tool that she used to do it mm. This is complicated. I wish we had a lawyer friend. Right? Do we need to find one of those now? <laughs> one of those now? Like, I like, have enough friends. <laughs> I, I, I don't have enough, but I don't want more. But at the same time, I'm just like, 
who's a lawyer? Who can help us here? I'm curious to know. And it's not something you can just Google and like get responses. Right. I, I wonder if there was like a someone I can consult with. I wanna know. I feel like I feel like he she can't possibly be guilty because she the the lady knew. Exactly. But we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> Meredith Weber and Bailey are getting um denny ready to walk he starts gasping for air saying that he can't breathe meredith says that denny is having runs of vtac and vtac is ventricular tachycardia and it's a fast abnormal heart rate weber thinks that it could be an air embolism bailey and meredith start doing everything they can and they finally get denny stable again after bailey is stable meredith um is checking in on him or after Denny is stable. Why did I type Bailey after Denny is stable? Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Meredith approaches the subject of him and Izzy. She tells him that there are strict rules about doctors dating patients. And Denny tells her that life is too damn short to be following all these rules. I don't blame the man though. I, I don't mean, either. he's right. Mm-hmm. So I want to do I I went um wanted to do a little bit of research on the LVAD and what that was yeah. and so this is from escardio.org and so the use of a left ventricular assist device or the LVAD is essentially a bridge to the heart transplant so it's a bridge to recovery and has become an important option for the treatment of patients with advanced heart failure um, such as Denny. The use of LVADs as a DT, which is a destination therapy, has increased in the past years and currently represents approximately 46% of LVAD placements. So people are on LVAD support for longer durations. So it's actually not so much of a short term. I mean, it is a short term, but you know, a longer short term solution. The median time of support in patients awaiting heart transplantation is around 300 days. Oh, my God. And the number of implanted LVADs is now approaching the number of heart transplantations performed in the USA. So some major non-surgical adverse events and complications with LVADs include bleeding complications, device thrombosis, ischemic and hemorrhage, mm, hemorrhaging. I'm just going to say hemorrhaging because I can't say the other one. Mm-hmm. Strokes, renal impairment, multi-organ failure, and infections, which have been the primary cause of death in some series. With regards to timing, complications after the LVAT placement can be as early as uh, or less than 30 days after placement. So I wanted to say that because you and I know what's going to mm-hmm. happen next. So... Mm-hmm. This is very common for people that have LVAD. Um, Yes, there are some people that can be on it for obviously the amount of time that they're waiting for a heart transplant. But once it's in, it could cause some complications. Right. So, there you go. Good info. I love that. Meredith goes to visit Finn. She tells him that she wants to go ahead with the date if he still wants to. He tells her that he wants to, but not tonight. He has an errand to run. Meredith volunteers to go along and we see them visiting horses in a stable and Meredith jumps right in and helps Finn with a laboring mare. And I loved that. Loved She's like that. a doctor, not being a doctor. She's being a yeah. doctor. I love this side of Meredith. And I feel like we don't see this side of Meredith whenever she's with Derek. 
No. Like this is her like adventurous, like doing something out of the norm, like challenging herself, having fun. But then whenever she gets with Derek, it's just like, oh, work, 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 work all the time. I feel like we never see the side of Meredith ever again. <laughs> no, we don't. Maybe no. in season 18. What? When? When she's obviously having fun in Minnesota. Well, ew. <laughs> ew. I hate it. But I, I don't ever see her doing this, really. No. Right. That's a good observation. <laughs> so who is Meredith, aside from Derek? I don't work. know, but I work. like... It's yeah. work. It's all yeah. work, like you said. It's the hustle. Yeah. The hustle ment- mentality, which I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Addison confronts Weber and tells him that they need to talk about Alex and his attitude, but Weber tells her that they have bigger problems. He pulls her to the side and we see Rose's husband talking to the hospital's attorney. Weber asks her what complication from a C-section could have possibly happened that required the severing of both fallopian tubes. So Addison goes to visit Rose and Rose apologizes for telling her husband about the complication. She just wanted him to know that this baby would be their last. Addison tells Rose that she needs to tell him that she asked for her tubes to be tied. Rose insists that she cannot tell him that it's her marriage. Addison will still have patients willing to come to see her because she's the best. I, I also wanted to point out, I didn't talk about this in my earlier research, but there is still a possibility that you can get pregnant. I think we, you and I mentioned yes. it. One out of a hundred women will get pregnant in their first year after the procedure. Yeah. And the younger you are, the more likely it is to fail. And if you do conceive after having your tubes tied, there is a risk of having ectopic pregnancy. Ooh. That sounds painful. I knew about yeah. that. Which is obviously a very, very complicated. Which then means you just have to remove your organs, I suppose. But one in a hundred is still a lot. Yeah, that is. That is a lot. I don't know. I feel like one. it's one too many. Like, if you are going Absolutely. for this. And they do say that this procedure happens more often after a C-section because it's easier because mm-hmm. you're already open. You're, you know. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, with natural birth, it's not. That doesn't happen. But. Yeah. It's like a two for one deal. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the situation. I am. I don't know. I feel bad for Addison. She just tried to help a woman. And yeah, this bitch is like, "Mm, you can't tell my husband. I get it. I get it. Right. Religion. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, man, you're like. You threw her under the bus. You went out on a whim to do something for you. And you just. I mean, is she still going to pay her? I'm I'm concerned. (laughs) I don't think so. Because I feel like it was mentioned that it is being submitted to insurance but under the guise of there being a complication see i feel like she should still pay her at least for like going through all this hurdle (laughs) not that addison ease that she's rich but right yeah after meredith and finn are done at the stables he invites her to his place so he can cook for her she stutters all over the place with an answer to his invitation he tells her that she has two options. She could come up to his place, take off all of her clothes, shower off the goo, borrow one of his shirts, and he can cook her dinner. Or number two, she goes home. She tells him then that she is celibate. 
and there isn't anything he could say to make her go up to his place and he tells her to shut up she tells him that she absolutely cannot have sex with him and he tells her that if she chooses option one he absolutely will not have sex with her which means he will have sex with her (laughs) little bit yeah (laughs) i feel like this is all like oh yeah so she does have goo on her well yeah there's a lot of like pregnancy and like babies of all sorts i don't know what's worse human or baby animals and i just mean the birthing no i just mean the birthing experience you know at least like i would say like human babies like that's that's probably because like the the woman like obviously talks and stuff so she has like you know all of it happening to her and like like with the with an animal they just like you know yeah do it but like with a human it's so much more complicated and not to mention like like baby animals like they just come out walking and shit like it's like they're you know after a few hours right. of course but like right they're like independent i feel like there's like like more complications with like humans giving birth only only because we're a third world country at this rate <laughs> i mean the, the numbers of mortality uh, yes this is a whole other subject but the number of birth mortality versus like some of some other european countries i think we're mm-hmm. like our stats are really bad oh yeah it's disgusting and Grey's anatomy has been really great at pinpointing those stats Mm -hmm. throughout the 18 seasons yeah for sure addison is going up the steps and alex is coming down he tells her that the road to hell is paved with good intentions addison spins and tells him that he did such a good job with their patient that she is going to talk to dr bailey and ask her to assign him to her service i love the pettiness i love it absolutely Izzy is with Denny and we see that he is up and walking with his portable Elvad. He tells her that he is doing great. Denny goes over and gives Izzy a huge hug and Bailey walks in and sees this. Oh my god. See, again, she is just as guilty and chose not to do something about it. If she would have suspended her, then I mean, Denny probably would have been dead, but she was dead anyways. Shrimp. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm stressed. <laughs> oh, my God. We see a Derek barging through the door of the vet carrying Doc. He tells Finn that Doc has been listless all day. Finn takes Doc into a room to begin the exam. Derek follows and sees Meredith just as she is walking down the steps, and her hair is still wet, and she's wearing one of Finn's shirts. Derek is clearly Pissed. okay but he has no right to absolutely why is he pissed because yeah. he's Derek shepherd when is he not pissed and if you're so bothered by it then go to a different fucking vet i'm pretty sure True. in seattle that's finn is not the only vet in town True. True. Uh, george and callie walk into meredith's kitchen where izzy is having a cookie george tells izzy that they spent last night at callie's so tonight they are staying there izzy asks if it's just for one night and george says that callie is staying for the night but it's his room he pays rent and izzy tells him welcome home awkward as fuck like this whole episode is Uh awkward as hell and Izzy izzy wants to have her cake and eat it too that's what she wants absolutely that's what she wants yep I'm surprised I said that one right. The other day I said, um, look what the cat rolled in. And I was told it was not rolled in. It was dragged in. But, you know, same visual. 
God. Derek arrives at the trailer to find Addison, who starts trying to tell him about the day she had. Derek is only half listening as he turns on the water in the shower and tells Addison to get in with him. He asks her if she wants to have hot sex, and away they go. So this is uh, spiteful sex. Yeah. Okay. Spiteful sex. Love that for us. Before we end, uh, before I say the closing monologue, mm-hmm. I put a picture in our notes, and mm-hmm. it's whenever they're trying to get the girl to have a seizure, Gwen. Yeah. There on the screen of the um, heart rate monitor mm-hmm. is the camera of Gwen. It's like a camera oh, in yeah. the camera, and behind Gwen is a cameraman holding... <laughs> I had to rewatch it a couple times, and I that's like a screenshot from me watching it on my iPad. Dude, that's crazy. So how funny is that? That there's like a video. Uh, clearly, the heart rate monitor is not inaccurate, but there's like a a camera inside the. Like, why would you put the camera there? Why would you? Oh my god, that's funny. So that's a oops. <laughs> I love that. So I just wanted to share that. Sometimes I pay attention to too much. <laughs> Um, okay, I think we're ready for this closing monologue. All right. Closing monologue. A wise man once said, you can have anything in life if you will sacrifice everything else for it. What he meant is nothing comes without a price. So before you go into battle, you better decide how much you're willing to lose. Too often, going after what feels good is letting go of what you know feels right. And letting someone in someone in means abandoning and letting someone in means abandoning the walls you've spent a lifetime building. Of course, the toughest sacrifices are the ones we don't see coming. When we don't have the time to pick up, nope, when we don't have time to come up with a strategy to pick a side or to measure a potential loss, when that happens, when that battle chooses us and not the other way around, that's when the sacrifice can turn out to be more than we can bear. That was a struggle to read. (laughs) To be fair, my screen is doing something weird where i have two screens and it's like jammed the, the whole paragraph. oh yes yes you showed me that so i don't know how to get rid of it but that is the end of the episode wow i, fixed I didn't it. like it i fixed it oh nice at, at the, the end, end of course <laughs> of course uh no i did not like it i think it's it was a lame episode. I didn't even have a chance to like do a lot of the research. One, two, it was all about the drama. And I do not like when Grey's Anatomy is all about the drama. It's all about the looks, the conversations, the, yeah. the vibes, the energy, the feelings. Derek has some big feelings that he needs to mm-hmm. like learn how to process these big feelings. And not with spiteful sex. No, he needs a therapist. He really does. Yeah. And I'm really proud of Meredith for actually going to therapy, despite, you know, but he really does. Yeah, for sure. He's toxic. Oh, absolutely. I never noticed it. I was always like, oh, Derek Shepard. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Now that we've been like going through the episodes, like this is so (laughs) he's like gaslighting her left and right. And the next episode is not that much better. Oh, no. With the manipulation and the gaslighting. Yeah. It only gets worse from here it's a i'm stressed this this episode with the babies and the children's and the baby calves or whatever it's all stress which that's also a mistake i think he mentions it's a it's a baby calf right 
It's a horse. It's a foal. Well, when he mentions it next time, he says it's a baby calf. Oh. There's like a, there's another oopsie. I'm all about oh. finding the oopsies. Yeah, no, it was definitely a horse. Yeah, well, anyways, so yeah, hopefully it gets better, but we're almost close to the end of season two. I can't believe it. I know. Is this season three better? I don't remember. I don't, I have no idea. I feel like it's no not clue. that much better. I feel like it's gonna. I I feel like it's gonna get worse. Where is Mark Salone? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> isn't he supposed to be around? Do you think he went back to New York for a little bit? Maybe to tie up some loose ends. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because he's not in the rest of season two at all. Oh, like, he's not in any of these episodes that until the end. Episode twenty-seven is the last one, and he's not in any. So we just got a little tease, end. and and then that's it. Did you ever realize that? No, because uh, when was it? I think it was episode twenty-five. I was recapping, and I'm just like, where did he go? <laughs> but I'm I'm thinking he probably went back to New York because he was just there thinking that he'd grab Addison and go back to New York, oh. but it didn't work out like that. So. Let's hope it's that. But I mean, I know he's in season three, but I, I for some reason thought he was like already officially a cast member. Right? Right? Interesting. Weird. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Callie George are weird. I mean, to each their own. They're bizarre. They're like the unlikely yeah. couple. Yeah. He's trying as he has control over everyone. She's like the oh, yes. manipulator. Oh, yes. And I hate that shit so much with her fucking thinking that she can control everybody around her. Mm-mm. I know. She's a. She's. I can see why she's unlikable. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I think all that's right. it. All okay. right, guys. Don't forget to follow us on all social media. And now you can listen to us on all available. Uh, streaming devices that you can listen to podcasts. Yay! And be sure to follow us every, listen to us every two weeks with whatever drink you'd like to have in your hand. Love it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.